With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everyone, and thanks for downloading episode 176 of GigPod. I'm Stevie, and today I'm joined by Rizzo, and we're going to talk about today's game at Celtic Park. The season opener, where the Hoops ran out 4-2 winners at home to Ross County. Now there was another game going on today as well in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, We'll have a wee laugh about that later, don't worry about that. Nevertheless, Rizzo, we're three points clear already. Are you having a good Saturday? Hello, everybody. Hi, Stevie. Uh, yes, I am. That was uh, an unexpected, uh, unexpectedly hilarious result. That game tonight that we'll talk about later, and uh, the Celtic game was uh, was interesting. It was interesting. That's what I'll say. Well, it was interesting because you were a, a right good team today, John. Um, the roles were reversed, so you were at the game today. I couldn't go. I was being a family man. Enough about me droning on about my personal life. You were at the match. How did it go today? What did you do before it? Did you get any pints beforehand and where were you sitting? Tell us all about it. I never had enough time to get pints, sadly, because I left extra early because of these wonderful road closures in Glasgow now because of the World Cycling Championships. So I never really had a chance to get a pint. And I, but I did meet our good friend Hamish, who uh, gave me the ticket before the game. And I was sitting... Uh, I, I can never remember the name of the stands. The Elizabeth, no, no, the Jockstein stand behind the goal where we're shooting in the second half, and I had a good seat for once. As you know, I usually end up buying tickets at the last minute and the restricted viewing of getting like a giant pole in front of me. And I don't mean Celtic's new signing. Boom, boom, that is satire. Uh, but no, this is a good seat behind the goal. Though I have to say that the atmosphere was a bit poor, which is a bit, which is well, you can say that we scored four goals. No, maybe the fact we didn't play well, that was the reason the atmosphere was pretty poor. But there was like, still some good moments before the game was pretty good with the unfallen in a league flag by James Forrest. I think Peter Loyal was there as well, that wonderful, wonderful guy who we would never criticise. And it was good to be back at Celtic Park. It was obviously the team, the last game I'd beaten to was the Scottish Cup final with you uh, last season, obviously only two months ago. And we've, uh, there's been a lot of changes, especially Ange and Jota leaving, and there'll be more changes as well, more to talk about that as well later on. But uh, I forgot to say, you know how that new food bit that's in Celtic Park, 
that's uh, get real food from a real restaurant. I've completely forgot the name of which you will no doubt tell me in a minute. I was actually sitting beside in that end, but I didn't get any food because it was I think six fifty for a cheese, a grilled cheese sandwich. And sorry, that is too much even even for me at Celtic Park. So I got a wee bottle of water that cost two pounds. What what a disgrace! Two pounds for a wee bottle of water. No, even a bottle of a sort of a mini thing of water. The fan, the listeners will be loving this. But no, that was my experience before the game. I believe the name of the outlet at Celtic Park is Smoky Trotters. Um, I've never been, but everybody raves about them. But yeah, I saw this photo um, during the week. It was on, I think it was on our Discord, I'm sure, or somebody like posted a photo of Putin. <laughs> and <laughs> just laughing at that, um, because the photo was like, it was. I think it was Haggis peppercorn sauce with fries and I think it was like scheme poutine or something. It, it just looked diabolical. I, I like to obviously abuse my body, John, with, with junk food. I don't think anybody's a stranger at knowing that revelation but even I looked at that going, that just looks terrible but I'll have to go and maybe see, see for myself. It's sometimes that we do dishes that look the most disgusting that are actually um, the most enjoyable so I'm not going to be that far for the Jockstein stand. When I'm next at Celtic Park, that'll be in August the 26th against St. Johnson. I'll maybe give it a go. But aye, we'll talk about the game because I think anybody tuning in, it's not bloody good food show, is it, Rizzo? Um, we're going to have to talk about the football here. Uh, before the game... If I can just interject with one more food comment, I've actually had real poutine in a Canadian pub in London and I doubt that the poutine in that and the place at Celtic Park will be as good. And that ends... The new segment, Food Talk. Right, back to you, Stevie. <laughs> well, as a certain French legend would say, Poutine c'est bon. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to move on and talk about the football. Now, there was um, a lot of people were talking about the... Well, I think I think the major call for Brendan was the fact that um, Rio Smiler Hattati was dropped in midfield. Uh, David Tumble came in there. And new signing, it was Big Narosky who started at centre-half alongside CCV. Carol Starfelt uh, was dropped for that. And then about maybe 10, 15 minutes before kick-off, John, I messaged you. I think it was, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the journalist. Great great stuff here for me, great research. Brilliant podcaster. But no, um, somebody was saying that it, it was like 90% likely he was going to be away. Brendan even commented on that too. And I liked that. I liked the fact that Brendan actually came out saying that Starfelt is likely to be leaving the club soon. There was none of this cryptic talk and lies saying oh it's just an injury and everything he didn't insult the fans there I know that that's the bare minimum but I liked that I really did um just total transparency more of that please Brendan and Celtic but yeah uh, what was your thoughts on the starting line up there John I think the rest of the team pretty much uh picked itself I think Awata I was thinking he was going to be playing it right back like we saw against Athletic Club but no um your, your big pal Tony Ralston get the call there. Um, he had a very interesting performance. I'm sure you'll talk about that soon. But yeah, what was your shouts on the two major calls with Starfield and Hitati being dropped? More surprised about uh, Smiler, as you call him, being dropped because he's played in most of the preseason games. There's not been that much speculation about his future. Well, that's actually changed because I've seen an unnamed Celtic forum that Apparently, Celtic are expecting bids this month, so watch this space. But then, so maybe that was a bit of a surprise because he's been a, he's been a constant for Celtic under Ange. But then, of course, this is this is 
a new Celtic. We'll, we, we can talk about that a bit later on, even if you look at how Kyogo's playing for his new... The way Kyogo's playing when you're hand under a former manager, good old Ange. So that was more a surprise than Starfield no playing because I think, as you said, Dad came out before the game that it was meant to be leaving. And in fact, we'll talk about that a bit more later, but he's apparently going to a team in Spain and not even like a big club. And there's a reason he's going there, whether we'll talk about that. And uh, Brendan, obviously, Brendan and the club must have known, if you look at what Brendan said, they they have known daft. They'd have known for a while that he's been angling to leave. And I was actually a bit surprised that he came on as a sub and scored their own goal as well. So that wasn't much a surprise to me, that Naroki get the nod to start. And, I mean, Naroki with a lot of money spent on him, we need his partnership with CCV to start somewhere. And really, I suppose today was the best... Uh, the best really attempt to do it. I mean, it would have been probably too much a gamble. I know they drew the day, but going to Aberdeen next week won't be easy. And like throwing day two in together without playing a game together would have been sort of a bit of, a bit of a mistake, I think. So I was much more surprised about Hitati not starting, but then the gamble worked because I thought Tumble played very well today for us. No, he did, John, and yeah. He scored the two goals in the first half, but weighed in as well with a smart header to Abada um, for the goal with Kyogo when he made the 2-0. And, you know, with David Tumble as well, I thought his penalty was really convincing, took it so calmly, he was composed. And I think with Tumble, John, when he when he did sign for us, that there's some things with Tumble that frustrates fans. Like it's, The big thing is he's not a quick player. Seems to take ages in the ball, but one of the things you will get from him is that he's a natural goal threat as well. And people have been saying pre-season matches mean nothing. It's all about, you know, it doesn't matter how good a player's been in pre-season, it's all about what they do in the league and everything. But when you see Hitati, now, I'm going to have to be very careful what I say here. Uh, I want to be very careful here because what's happened, and I mean that sincerely, I've got to be very, very careful. As Alan Brazil would say. But Real Hitati's just not looked interested one bit. And again, it's not a lazy analysis here. Um, I'm just going with what I'm seeing. Uh, I've seen a lot of people making all sorts of excuses for Real Hitati. Oh, it's his personality. It's just the way he is. But he just looks so, so torn-faced. And I get it, right? That doesn't affect his ability on the pitch. And he is a very good player. But I just think there's something in it with the fact that David Humble, you know, he was enthusiastic when he came on against Athletic Club. It made a difference. Good finish for his goal, but generally it was just it was an all round good performance from him, and I think that played its way into today. When as we saw Hitati midweek, yes, he scored a good goal, but his general play was absolutely chronic. And I don't know if it is going to be a kick up the arse for Hitati or not, or if it's a case of Brendan's uh, maybe seen that after what we seen with Starfield today that maybe Hitati will be departing the club as well. Now I've got to be honest, John, I don't take what I see on forums with any sort of credence at all, I really don't. I think a lot of what I do see in forums, I treat it as the same way as social media. No one really is in the know. Um, we saw what happened during the summer with that fabled, I'm not even going to name the name of the poster on Kerrydale Street, but I, needless to say, um, a guy there just made up so much. He got the entire Celtic support, including yours truly, worked up into a frenzy and nothing really materialised. So that is my shit opinion on forums. What a nonsense and nobody really knows anything. I bet it is here on GigPod, so we're only going with speculation. But yeah, what's your shoot, John, on Rio Hitati's future? Because while I wouldn't like to lose him, I do think he's replaceable if the money is right. You know, just like Jota, really. You say that, but we've no bought a replacement for Jota. And I know you don't like Hitati because uh, 
how pissed off he seems. Still one of your best players. I thought he played well when he came on uh, this afternoon. Okay, if we get big money for him, maybe he's replaceable. But we've not, re- we've not replaced Jota. If Hattati leaves, will we replace him? I know that Brendan's come out and said that if Starfield leaves, we are going to send a replacement. Okay, I suppose that has to happen because we've not got as many defenders as like attacking players. But I would only sell Hattati if we were going to definitely bring a replacement in. And of course, if the money was right, I mean... I'd be wanting at least like fifteen million for him, and I think that's that'd be decent money for. He's still young. He played well in the Champions League. He's got no doubt a lot of teams interested in him. I know you've went off him, but I think he's still a very good player. And I think losing him, Starfield, and Jota in this in the same transfer window would give us a big rebuild. And all the talks been about the the rebuild Rangers have been having. And fair enough, because they lost a lot of big players in the summer. They've bought lots of players. We've not bought that many players. But we've, for the most part, bought project players. That's what I think. That's what Brendan said. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The only guy that I think is going to start every week for Celtic for the foreseeable future, the only guy that I can see start for Celtic in the Champions League or against Rangers at Ibrox is Naroki. So I would be okay with selling Hitati if we get the right money and if... There was going to be a replacement signed. And the fact that we've no got a replacement in for Jota yet makes me think that we shouldn't sell him. So that, I think he probably will leave, though. I think he will leave. I, I'm not being in the know there. It's just, it's just an inkling I've got. And maybe it's the fact that he doesn't seem happy. Or, like, he's at... Well, I mean, as you see, you can't blame it, like, just the look in somebody's face. Like, you, you can't really do it. But maybe there is more than that. Maybe he misses Ange more than, like, Dyson or Kyogo do, so I think he will leave, but there has to be a replacement signed, otherwise we'll just be daft and making things difficult for ourselves, what Celtic love to do. Yeah, um, we'd have to go out and spend proper money on a midfielder that's at Champions League level, and that's one of the assets that you know Hattati had last season, it was one of the very few players that looked very comfortable on the Champions League stage for us, I think Tumble would struggle there. But getting away from that, John, just talking about Thumble, I already said that when it comes to him, he's a goal threat. Certainly when he's going to be playing and he's going to be featuring under Brendan domestically, I take it you're not going to have any concerns there because he's very capable of a goal for us. Yes, but as I texted you earlier, would you start him at Ibrox? And we have said no. So even though I think he's a good player, and I think he'll probably start against Aberdeen away next Sunday, which is probably our second hardest away game in Scotland. Aber- Ibrox... Aberdeen and Tynecastle are probably the three hardest away games. So I'd be fine with him playing at uh, Aberdeen. I am confident he'd get in positions to score. But 
I wouldn't start him at Ibrox and I wouldn't start him in the Champions League. And that's a quality of player that we're needing. If we're going to do anything in Europe, which Brendan talked about non-stop on his uh, infamous first press conference that I missed because I was in Manchester. I think Tumble will do well against most of the big, most of the teams in Scotland, but I have my doubts he'll be able to step up in like, the really big games. In fact, I don't think last season he started... No, in fact, he didn't start a single game against Rangers last season. He came on and scored as a sub that... Hilarious goal when uh, John McLaughlin passed the ball to him in the 4 0 win. So I think he's a good player. He showed that today, but if we want to take this next step, he's no for me. And I don't even know if he'll, I don't even know if he'll sign a new contract, Tyler. Um, I'll let you talk about Kyogo and his performance in a minute before we talk about a couple of negative ones. Can I just also say that Matt O'Reilly's finish reminded me so much of Gary Hoople's in the last ever Old Firm game back in 2012. Do you remember that one? I do indeed. Uh, it was the third goal after good old Charlie McGrew and great, great journalist Chris Commons had uh, put us 2 nothing up. No, it was an excellent goal. Uh, I think Gary Hooper's... Obviously, it was his last goal against Rangers. It was the last time we played Rangers, but no, that was a, that was a very good goal. I don't know if the pass... I don't know who done the pass to Hooper. I don't remember. was as good as Kyogo's. We... Samaras. Or Samaras. Or, uh, I don't know if that... Probably, I don't remember, but I doubt it was as good as... Uh, Hugo's pass today, that was a, a brilliant touch. I thought uh, I thought he'd done well today, Hugo, and he was playing an unfamiliar role as well. Right, John, go for it, because I know that during the game we were texting each other, you were livid a couple of times with a certain player. You felt very strongly about his performance today, and I have to say, um, I'm not going to just going to gloss over it because we won the game and we've got three points. Uh, I think we do have to talk about a position uh, and a player that we've been going on about realistically John for the last what two or three months so it's not an knee-jerk reaction we have both been talking about Joe Hart and how we do need to improve that goalkeeping situation and we're now in that weird position that we were three years ago where all three of our goalkeepers now can be trusted that's Joe Hart, Scott Bain and Benjamin Segrist um, a lot like when we had Scott Bain, Connor Hazard and Vasilis Barkas a few years ago we're now at that point this season well, you know, midfield, defence and attack. You've got very capable players there, very big players there that you can look to guide you through very tough moments in the season. In goals, though, um, you're looking for a goalkeeper to really save you, win your points in games. And I've got to be honest, after today, and again, no, not a knee-jerk reaction. We've been saying it for quite a while, but today this really did cement the fact that we need to go out and spend money on a goalkeeper, because if we go into the Champions League with any of the goalies um, in our squad now, John, we're going to get battered, but I believe you don't even want to talk about that now. You're more focused on games at Petrodre and Ibrox, we are current goalkeepers, so I'll let you have the floor there. Yes, uh, I would have to say there's another couple of positions as well that I think we're struggling at both fullback, but we'll maybe touch on that later, because this is, I think, the biggest issue. Joe Hart cannot start a game for Celtic again. I texted you that during the game. It just can't. I mean, if you look at that one where he nearly considered a penalty when in the, in the first half, when he nearly collided with the Ross County player, it was absolutely needless. And then the goal, the first goal that Ross County scored, it was just nowhere. And see if I was Aberdeen or Rangers, or in fact, even Kilmart, when we played them in the League Cup, I would be thinking, all we're going to do is get put crossbows in because Celtic are poor defending them. And Joe Hart is absolutely atrocious at them. He just cannot cope with a cross, a cross ball. We, we know that Rangers, I don't know if they're going to do it now. You've got to think they will, especially after the result tonight. They'll just be constantly 
putting free kicks in. I mean, they've got the players. They might not be the best at defending, but they've got their fullbacks, eh, Barisons and Tav, the great captain. They'll just put crosses in non-stop. And the thought of watching Joe Hart at Ibrox is just awful. No, he, he can't he start for us again. He's been a good goalie for us. But I mean, there was like, we all thought when he signed that he'd only be able to really do the job for two years. And that towards the end of last season, he was starting to creak. But now the creaking door's just been kicked wide open and Joe Hart cannot start for Celtic again. But I know he's gone because I would put any money on him starting against Hearts next against Aberdeen next week and worryingly at Ibrox as well. Because I, I just can't see... I know we've been linked with the goalkeeper who's great researchers. I can't really remember. I think he plays in a... He's a Croatian goalkeeper. There's that's been about it. And the fact that none of the other goalkeepers has left really fills me with fear that we're not going to sign a goalkeeper. And if we don't sign a goalkeeper, as you say, just forget about Europe. And I'd say, oh, like, it'd make things difficult in the league as well. I mean, okay, we're winning, we're three points ahead already, and it's a great laugh that Rangers can beat the night. But it's about improving Celtic, and if we keep Joe Hart in goals, that is making Celtic worse. And no disrespect to him, he's done much better for Celtic than I thought he would. He's not done that many mistakes, although they have been in high-profile games in Europe. And that's when he was still pretty decent. No, no. Every time we've got a, a corner or a free kick to defend, you're worried because Joe Hart just kind of caught with him. The, the defence isn't that good at dealing with him either. Even guys like CCV, who thankfully is back in business and fit again. But no, Joe Hart cannot start another game for Celtic. But he is gone, probably next weekend, which is just... Bad news. I'm confident we'll be able to be Aberdeen, but I think we'll make it a lot. We'll make every game a lot harder as long as we keep Joe Hart in the team. Okay, very quick question here then, John. Before I move on, say we don't buy a goalkeeper in this transfer window, we have to choose um, out of Hart, Seagrest, and Bain for the season going forward after the transfer window. Slam shut. First games at Ibrox. Who are you going with? That's like asking what delicate part of the body you'd rather be punched in. So. Uh... I don't know, I was at a Hibs game at the end of last season and Bain was a nightmare, so maybe just out of sheer desperation because he's hardly played for us, I'd go for Segrist, even though I don't think he's that much cop either, but hopefully by the time we do the podcast after the Aberdeen game, we'll sign the goalkeeper, but I'll have my doubts, so we'll just need to wait and see. And the Perriers are starting to sound like a tatty here, can we just remind ourselves by the way, we're top of the league, we did win the day and uh, hilariously... Rangers get beat at Rugby Park earlier on, yes. They get beat 1-0 and even that six minutes injury time couldn't rescue them either. Um, that's us top and they are chasing his joint. They're exactly where we want them. Only more fun matters. Rangers hilarious defeat tonight. Yes, we're, we're three points ahead. I didn't expect it. I thought Rangers would win relatively confidently. Although, two uh, Rangers chums that I'm in a, a group chat with, Gen- they didn't think they were going to play well. And in fact, one of them thought they would draw. So... I don't know, maybe, as we know, they don't always tell the truth. So maybe they were telling the truth at that time. So, no, it's uh, after the game today, I was pretty much, uh, I think we've got a lot of things to sort. But it looks like Rangers have got even more things to sort. So, three points ahead after one game. You, you can't complain. And hopefully, after that, the night, that'll, get, that'll make people that are worrying, like me, hopefully, no worry as much about the upcoming games we've got in the next couple of weeks. Aye, it's been a cracking laugh. I'm on an unnamed Rangers forum now. But I'm just scrolling down some of the the threads are tremendous. All the way through, we look terrible. We're worse than last year. 
and they're even singling out guys like Sam Lammers. But uh, John, I'm pretty sure the other week when he scored a header in a pre-season friendly, people were saying that he was the next coming of Ryan Loudrop and all that. Um, I'm not going to mention the, the name of the forum, John, but as you can imagine, it is a right good laugh. And speaking of things that are right good laugh, I'm going to be away tomorrow. Although it's not going to be funny getting up at five in the morning to go and get a flight. But nevertheless, John, this is the last pod that we do uh, for a week. And then after I'm back, me and you are going to be joined by Hamish to do episode 177. Where we're going to be reviewing Aberdeen and that is the day before he flies off to Australia. So I, I'll let you do your sign off and talk about me being away. I was doing a pod with Hamish and you've been stuck here in a crap city. So on you go. Well, maybe a crap city, but it's a cheap city. Unlike Dublin, am I right? Am I right, listeners? Who have been to Dublin? So uh, yes, won't he uh, try and find a quiet spot next week somewhere to do the the podcast with Hamish and his emotional last day, the actual day before he goes to Australia. He's he's booked a table in an unnamed pub for me, you, and a lot of unnamed individuals to uh, watch our game against Aberdeen, an establishment where you can apparently pour your own pints. So I'm sure that uh, won't have an impact in the podcast. But no, uh, I'm sure that'll be an interesting game. I know some Aberdeen fans as well, so hopefully we can give him a good beating and I can get it right up there as well, because they don't like it when their team loses. So, yes, that's next week's pod. Sorry that we've not got one in midweek, but we will have loads coming up in midweek for the next couple of weeks and for the rest of the season. So you've got that to look forward to. Yes, so Stevie, thank you for being on the pod for the first time this season. You must be delighted to be back in the saddle. Oh, it's it's been great, John. I've got the Samaritans on speed dial um, right after this is done. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Loved every single minute of it. <laughs> very, very, very nice. And if you believe that, you believe anything. Yes, so, well, Stevie goes to enjoy his brief holiday. I'm sure he'll still be keeping things up to date on those wonderful websites. Instagram and Threads, which you can follow Stevie at GigPod. You can catch us on all the usual places you know by now. We've been doing this podcast long enough, so leave us five stars, tell us how good we are, etc, etc, etc. And as Stevie said, we'll be back with Hamish making a, an emotional farewell appearance on the pod, unless we hilariously decide to get him to do a pod from Australia where he'd have to get up in the middle of the night to do a pod. Next week, we'll be reviewing the Aberdeen game and then we'll be back to our usual, I think, two pod a week schedule for a while after that. So you'll get that to look forward to as well. So thank you, Stevie. Thank you, Celtic, for getting off to a win today. Thank you, Rangers, for providing a good laugh. We'll speak to you all soon. Thanks to everybody for listening and hail, hail.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.